Hello, my name is Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly Eton, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.myspace.com. Hear God's Word at Bethlehem.com or a podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. Isaiah 53, verses 1 through 5. Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shot, and like a root out of the dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom God hid their face. He was despised and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our sorrows, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. Uh, The punishment that brought on us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. I read to you Isaiah 53 verses 1 through 5 in the NIV. And tonight I want to share a message once again. And entitled afflicted but not crushed afflicted but not crushed we want to talk on around three points as the holy spirit gives us utterance we're going to talk about the rejection of of affliction we're going to talk about the rule of affliction and we're going to talk about the rack of affliction we want christians to know tonight that christians should be faithful in affliction christians should be faithful in uh, affliction. Undoubtedly, during this week, we really get to see a very tumultuous time as our Savior is there on the cross. And as we look at him on the cross and we interpret what he's uh, going through on the cross, uh, we come to the conclusion that Him on that cross was not a pleasant experience. We come to the conclusion uh, to know that uh, he was in a state of agony, a state of suffering, a state of affliction. 
as he struggled on that cross with his deity and his manhood there together at the same time, his, his deity wanting to accomplish the will of God and die for the sins of men, but his humanity uh, wondered as he suffered on that cross, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? He, he on that cross was uh, uh, there in afflicted time and he was uh, afflicted in the spirit and afflicted in the flesh and uh, uh, he was concerned not only about himself but he was concerned about his mother and, uh, and he was uh, in, in, in virtual and perpetual affliction there on that cross and we look there on that cross though he was afflicted we learn today that he was not crushed uh, say to your neighbor neighbor or neighbor I'm afflicted but I'm not crushed has somebody listening at the sound of my voice you're not on the cross tonight but you are afflicted you're not being crucified tonight but you are afflicted in your flesh afflicted in your body you're sick in your flesh you're sick in your mind you're carrying the load of your family and uh, and not only your own family but other folk in your family when trouble rise uh, they call you and they and all of these troubles and trials just have stacked up on you and you find yourself at a place where you are afflicted but God has sent me here tonight to let you know that you are afflicted but you are not crushed in Jesus name say to your neighbor again neighbor oh neighbor you're afflicted but in Jesus name you are not crushed tonight. Jesus on that cross was afflicted, was going through the most pain that he had ever gone through. As a matter of fact, in his prayer closet, he prayed and he agonized there in the garden so much so because of the affliction that he was about to go through that he began to feel that affliction in his prayer meeting. He, he was saying, Father, not my will but thy will be done but before he said that he struggled with that thing about dying on the cross about being afflicted about suffering so much so that blood uh, blood drops of sweat began to come down his brow uh, he began to feel it uh, before he uh, felt it hello somebody somebody may be here and you are uh, just agonizing or afflicted at what you're about to go through you're agonized and afflicted about the surgery. You're agonized uh, and afflicted about uh, the bankruptcy. You're agonized uh, and afflicted about what you're about to go through because you know uh, that it's a lot of heartache and pain. Uh, and God has sent me here today to let you know that you are afflicted, uh, but you are not crushed uh, in Jesus' name. Uh, say to your other neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor. I'm going to say this until you believe it. You are afflicted, but you are not crushed because you're going to follow the example 
people of Jesus on that cross who was afflicted but not crushed. And we see on that cross that the first thing that he went through as he was going through his affliction on the point number one is that he was rejected. The rejection of affliction. Verse 3 in that text says that he was despised and rejected by mankind. Is there anybody here tonight know what it's like to be despised? Is there anybody here know what it's like to be rejected? Oh, but this was a more personal rejection as us because Jesus just wasn't just anybody. Jesus was rejected by his own people. Anybody here know what it's like to be rejected by your own people, to be rejected by your wife, to be rejected by your husband, to be rejected by your own children, to be to be rejected by your banker. You were friends with your banker when you had a job, but when you lost your job, your banker started looking at you crazy. Oh, those folk that were smiling in your face when you could pay your bills, now that you're going through some affliction and some trials in your finances, now they're looking at you crazy and they're rejecting you. Hello, somebody. Is there anybody here know what it's like to go through rejection? There's a single person here. All you wanted was love, American style, but you got rejected because she turned you down. You got rejected because he oh went off with Sister Sue over there. Oh. <laughs> Is there anybody here know what it's like to be rejected on that cross in his affliction? God himself was rejected by man. I said God himself. Not just God himself. Oh, God, the God who made the world was rejected oh, by oh, his own creation. Hello, somebody. They'll be like, oh, Reverend Scott coming back to this church and being rejected. We know the history of this church. He helped to build this church. They'll be like him coming and seeing his, oh, seeing his face on the door and say, Reverend Scott, you can't come here no more. I know your sacrifice, but you can't come here no more. Hello, somebody. Jesus on the cross, oh, who created the world himself, oh, was rejected by his own creation. In other words, he was rejected by church folk. Hello, somebody. Somebody up in here know a little bit about church folk. Oh, there's some folk that you better not mess with. Oh, you have a better chance with messing with a gangster or a G, but you better not mess with church folk because church folk will cut you up. Church folk will hang you up. Oh, any pastors here ever have to deal with some church folk? Hello, somebody. And if you are church folk, just look down. <laughs> See, it wasn't, it, it wasn't that, that it, it wasn't those folk out in the world who rejected Christ, who put him on the cross. Oh, it was those Pharisees and those Sadducees. Oh, in modern day terms, it was church folk. It was the deacons, the trustees, and the other 
other ministers and moderators. Hello, somebody that rejected him. It was those state presidents that rejected him. It was those national presidents that rejected him. It was those bishops that rejected him. It was those church folk that had him out afflicted. Hello, somebody. Have you ever been rejected up in here, up in here, up in here, up in here? Well, all I got to say, preacher man, oh, if you've been rejected and if you're up to, on that cross, uh, afflicted uh, because of what's going on in the church, uh, all I got to tell you is to stay there till you die. Hello, somebody. <laughs> oh, but I like to say, but don't stay there because you've got to rise again on the third day. Hello, somebody. To anybody here that is afflicted. Oh, you may be afflicted, but in Jesus' name, you are not crushed. Stay on that cross of your affliction. Stay on that cross of your suffering. Continue to call on the name of the Lord in Jesus' name. Go ahead and give God another hand clap of praise up in here, up in here church folk. Hello somebody. You better not mess with those church folk. Hello somebody. (laughs) Hello somebody. Hello somebody. John chapter 1 tells what happened in verse 10 and 11 says that he was in the world. And though the world, this is the NIV, it reads a little different than the King James. Though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his what? His own. But his own, his own received him not. For that's called bloody Hello, somebody. You came to the preacher men, but the preacher men rejected you. You came to the deacon men, and the deacon men rejected you. You came to the trustees, and the trustees rejected you. You came to the church, and the church rejected you. You own the property. Ooh, that's deep, man. God. You own everything. everything, Hello, somebody. But yet, he's rejected. He put you out. (laughs) You know, there's some folk that are trying to put you out, preachers. Don't you know that? Uh, Hello, somebody. Oh, I want to get messy in preaching this, but. uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, just preach, just preach. Uh, Hello, somebody. But. But we all here in ministry who love the Lord our Savior know what it's like to be rejected. And guess what? Jesus was the first one to teach us how to deal with rejection. Hello, somebody. Be afflicted, but not crushed. Hello, somebody. Be afflicted, but not crushed. Point number two, we want to talk about the rule of affliction. The text says he was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of what? Suffering. A man of suffering. Wait a minute. Was that Jesus? 
a man of suffering. We, we live in a modern day time and oh, and, and, and we hear all this on TV, this prosperity preaching. And I can guarantee you that there's not one prosperity preacher on TV who's telling you that you're supposed to suffer for the cause of Christ. Hello, somebody. They, they're telling you that you got to be blessed in the city. You've got to be blessed in the field. Oh, was Jesus Christ blessed on the cross? Hello, somebody. Was he blessed and highly favored hanging there in his affliction? Was he blessed and highly favored? Hello, somebody. Some folk on the outside looking in must, must be like one of those thieves or the other thief on the other side that's, that talked about Jesus. Hello, somebody that the, the preacher just talking to us about in the, in the, in the, in the study there about how, how that thief on the cross was hearing what the people were saying in the crowd and, and began to repeat. He on the cross dying too began to repeat what the people were saying in the crowd. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Oh, and Jesus was suffering. And, and, and if you're here today, oh, you're wondering why, Lord, uh, so much pain. Join the club. Hello, somebody. Welcome to club suffering. Hello, somebody. And the only price that, 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 that you pay to get in this club is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And when you accept him, you get a, a membership to this club of suffering because this world is not our home. Though we try to make it our home, the old folk used to tell us that we're just passing through but we got help in here and got happy because we got a little money got a little blessings driving nice cars wearing fancy suits Stacey Adams taking vacations and cruises that we forgot that this world is not our home and as a result oh if you love the Lord you're gonna suffer hello somebody who you think the devil gonna mess with somebody already has or somebody you don't have oh hello somebody somebody you already has or somebody you don't have yeah he gonna mess with you hello somebody hello somebody you're gonna have to go through some stuff preacher men don't you know the devil not just gonna let you make a revival hello somebody he not gonna make it easy for you as a matter of fact he's putting a full court press on you because if he have you he have hundreds of folk in the sanctuary and under your sphere of influence oh and that's why the devil won't leave you alone man of God oh hello somebody Hello, somebody. It's, it's his job to afflict you. And guess what? The devil is doing his job. Hello, somebody. He's the only one that don't need a vacation. He's the only one that don't need a break. He's the only one that don't need to work on, on weekends. You know, we want a break and a vacation and to take the weekends off. Oh, don't you know, preacher men and godly people, the devil don't miss a church service. Hello, somebody. He's the first one. Yeah, he ain't late like some of y'all. 
y'all late are walking in 15 minutes late on CP time. Hello, somebody. <laughs> that CP stands for Christian folk. God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's on time and he's going to afflict you he, he's going to cause you to have to suffer but I'm here today to let you know that Jesus on that cross when he was dying he was afflicted but he was not crushed in Jesus name say to your neighbor again neighbor oh neighbor you're afflicted, but you're not crushed in Jesus' name. Slap your neighbor. Now don't slap him, don't slap him, don't slap him. We're trying to get the message through. Some of us got thick heads, you know. Don't slap him, don't slap him. Some of us, you know, some of us got to learn the other way, you know. Yes, Lord. We have to suffer. Isaiah 52, 14 says, just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being and his form marred beyond human likeness. And we call that uh, suffering. And that's why I, I, I like I like it, but I don't like it. It calls me to cry. The, the passion of, of the Christ, I think, was the best uh, biblical renderance of what happened to Jesus on the cross. And Isaiah said it wasn't a pretty, oh, uh, pretty like the, the Catholics have Jesus up there pretty on the cross. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But he was marred. He, he suffered. Hello, somebody. He, he was marred. Can you imagine if you allow your worst enemy to get a hold of you? Hello, somebody. We're concerned many times in, in, in America when we uh, go and we take hostages and we waterboard oh, spies to get, to get information. Hello, somebody. The devil got to waterboard Jesus. And Jesus suffered so much so he was disfigured beyond. Oh, I remember back in the day, and it's so sad to see the martyring of Emmett Till. Some of you will remember that, Emmett Till, and what happened to him and his body. Jesus was marred even worse. Hello, somebody. Disfigured beyond that of any human being and his form martyr beyond human likeness. Hello, somebody. Suffering on the cross, afflicted. Oh, but still not crushed. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. This last week, some of us have taken a whooping from the devil. Hello, somebody. Through the trials, the tribulation, through the suffering, it seems like times are getting worse and not better. Hello, somebody. You look at what's going on in the world and you begin to believe that it has to be the, the end times. Hello, somebody. 
Hello, somebody. It don't necessarily have to be the end times, but we know we're living in evil days and evil times. Remember when that madman went to the school and killed all those little children. This one of the saddest things that I, I, I ever heard. Now I, I was in tears. Didn't know any of the children, but I was in tears because of our time and, and folk were asking now where was God in all of this but some wise Christian said that they kicked God out of school a long time ago hello somebody hello somebody but in this life we will suffer hello somebody if Jesus Christ had to suffer guess what we have to suffer. Hello, somebody. You don't hear this on the TV now. You don't hear the, the bishop saying, Oh, you're going to suffer. Hello, somebody. You, you, you hear other folk, you hear them saying, Oh, you're blessed and highly favored. <laughs> Send me some money and I'll give you some of this spring water. <laughs> All kind of crazy folk. Oh, yes, let me sing you some of this blessing. All you'll be blessed and highly favored. Hello, somebody. You better get into this doctrine of suffering. We don't hear about it enough. If you love Jesus, you will suffer. Hello, somebody. Suffer something. If you want to give God the glory, you're going to have to suffer. Hello, somebody. Oh, call Brother Job to the stand. Job. Brother Job will say, yes, at one point I was blessed and highly favored. I was one of the richest men, oh, in a direction in the east. Oh, uh, we know the east, the richest man in the east. Oh, we know Donald Trump. He's out east. Hello, somebody. I was, uh, I was the richest man in the east. Oh, and I was blessed and highly favored. But then I became more blessed and highly favored when God began to boast on me in the heavenlies. God said to that devil, have you considered my servant Job? Oh, and the devil said, oh, I've considered him, but you've got a hedge of attention around him and he only serves you because you bless him because he's blessed and highly favored. That's the only reason he serves you, but God said, oh, I'll let you take this and this and this and all of a sudden oh, his blessing and highly favoring disappeared. Oh, hello somebody, at least it disappeared here on earth, but he was really blessed and highly favored in the heavens because it was in that time of his suffering that God got the most glory. Let me say that again. It was in that time of suffering men of God, that God got the most glory. Oh, let me tell some folk over here, 
It's in that time of suffering that God gets the most glory. Oh, and, and, and guess what? Job kept his testimony. He kept his witness. He struggled like Jesus on that cross, being afflicted, but not crushed. Oh, at one time, he spoke out the side of his mouth. And another time, oh, he said, I know my redeemer lives. Hello, somebody. He was afflicted, but not crushed. And you better be afflicted. You better suffer. Because right now, you're giving God the most glory. Hello, somebody. Don't look like it down here on earth. But in the heavenlies, God is proud of you. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, God is proud of you. Keep suffering in Jesus' name. God is proud of you when we suffer, (laughs) when it's not easy. Hello, somebody. When it gets hard. Hello, somebody. Anything worth having uh, is not uh, gotten uh, easily anyway. Hello, somebody. And I hate it when folks say salvation was free. Salvation was not free. It cost the price that none of us could pay. Hello, somebody. It cost him his only son up there on the cross, afflicted, but not crushed. It cost him his only son. How many here have a son? Oh, let me bring this uh, this preacher. Are you ready to sacrifice your son for me? I think not. Let me answer that for you because I know you got to be spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'll answer for you now. Uh-uh. Hello, somebody. I like to tell folk uh, Jesus done already died for you once. <laughs> Why I got to die. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <sighs> oh. Afflicted, but not crushed. And lastly, the rack of affliction. He was despised and rejected by mankind. A man of suffering. And guess what? Familiar with pain. Familiar with pain. Familiar with pain. We don't like pain. At least I know I don't like pain. Let me speak for myself. I love the Lord. But I still don't like pain. As a matter of fact, I plan when God takes me home, I, I, I plan just to die. They say, they say, what happened to him? Oh, he was in good shape. He just died. Because <laughs> I ain't trying to suffer with no kind of cancer, with no kind of, I ain't trying to suffer. I'm not trying to be in pain. I already told Sister Etan, if I'm gone, don't wake me up with those machines. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Let me go. I see you on the other side. Hello, somebody. You can stay here in this world of pain and sorrow. He was familiar with pain. I, I use this illustration now. The doctors told me, and, 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 and people may see me at the gym, but, uh, and they may think, if, if they look at me at the gym, they may think that I'm happy to be there. I'm not happy to be there. The doctors told me I had to go there. 
and I had a, and I got a bad attitude every time I go. <laughs> because they have this place where uh, they literally torment you. I call it the little shop of horrors. They have all these little machines that, uh, oh, that put you in pain. Hello, somebody. Oh, and I, and I have all kind of pain cream. I have, uh, and you better not walk up to me at the gym because I have, I have on that Ben Gavey smelling. <laughs> Let me pray for you. No, that's all right, Reverend. (laughs) But I have three kinds of pain creams. I have one I put on when I go to the gym, and that's the strongest, and it smells the worst. Then I have when I get back from the gym, because I be in so much pain, I put on another one with vanishing. It has it's strong, but it has a vanishing scent. And before I go to bed, I have another one that's kind of weaker. Oh, because I'm always in pain when I go to the gym. Hello, somebody. Now, now Rev here, he don't be in pain. I'll be watching him, boy. He be pushing that way. I'll be like, man, what you training for? <laughs> He's like, I'm here because I love to be here. I want to be in good shape, good health. Hello, somebody. <laughs> A positive attitude. <laughs> but over a two-year period of time, I've, I've been familiar with pain. But there's something that, that happens. It's beginning to happen to me. I began to lose the weight that the doctors told me I needed to lose. Hello, somebody. And when I began to lose the weight, I got took off the pills that the doctors told me that I needed. Hello, somebody. But I had to be familiar with pain. And the more I go in pain, the better I get. Hello, somebody. The more familiar with pain that I I have become, the better I get. And and Jesus, oh, our Savior, our Lord was familiar with pain. He was on that cross, afflicted, but not crushed, suffering, familiar with pain, knowing what it was like. Can you imagine? I like to use this illustration of what it was like for Jesus to come here on this earth. It's like me looking at the cockroach and saying, oh, I have sympathy and empathy for the cockroach. I'm going to empty myself out of humanity and put on a cockroach and I'm going to go and live amongst the cockroaches. I'm going to heal them. I'm going to set them free and then I'm going to finally die for the cockroach afflicted. Oh, hello somebody. Afflicted but not crushed and die for the cockroach and rise again on the third day for the cock. Now that don't make nobody sense. Now does it? Hello somebody. (laughs) For lack of a better illustration, that's what Jesus did. Hello somebody. And when he decided to do that, he would have to become familiar with pain. Hello, somebody. As he was on that cross, he was familiar with pain. 
and it says uh, in Mark uh, 10, uh, 33 through 34, uh, he was going up to Jerusalem and he said, the son of man will be delivered over to the church folk, the chief priests uh, and the teachers of the law. He was turned over to the preachers and the moderators uh, and the Sunday school teachers. Hello, somebody. And they will condemn him to death uh, and will hand him over to the Gentiles in verse 34 of Mark 10 says and this is what they will do to him familiar with pain who will mock him and spit on him spit on him that's the worst thing back in my day in the Dallas area that's the worst thing you could do spit on somebody hello somebody spit on make a real good loogie <laughs> spit up wait a minute come on now they spit on my lord yeah. Yeah. wow spit him flogged him and, and the text before says they flogged him to the point where his whole image was marred like in the movie the passion of the Christ and then killed him hello somebody he was familiar with pain yeah Hello, somebody. And if Jesus Christ is familiar with pain, and they call us Christians. Anybody know what the word Christian means? Little Christ or Christ-like. Hello, somebody. If you will be Christ-like, you will have to become familiar with pain. Hello, somebody. It ain't gonna ever get no easier. Somebody asked, "Is it gonna get any easier?" No, it no. Not if you love the Lord. It's not. You you're gonna have to get familiar with pain. Oh, but oh, and they killed him. But I'm so glad that. Oh, as he was familiar with pain, hanging on that cross, uh, afflicted, uh, oh, but not crushed. Uh, I'm so glad, uh, oh, that he was willing uh, to give up the ghost. Uh, oh, because uh, he gave up the ghost uh, after he was familiar with pain. Uh, and they put him uh, in a borrowed tomb. Uh, oh, because he was familiar with pain. Uh, oh, and I'm so glad uh, that Jesus was willing to die for me. I'm so glad that he had some words from the cross before he died. I'm so glad that he gave me a good example of what it's like to be afflicted but not crushed, to suffer. I'm so glad. Oh, and after he gave up the ghost, they put him in that pyro tomb. Oh, and I'm so glad that he didn't say that. I'm so glad that he had enough power to get up on the third day with all power in his hand. I'm so glad. Oh, I said I'm so glad that he had enough power oh, to get up on the third day. And because he got up, oh, guess what? You can get up from your affliction. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, oh, neighbor. Get up out of your affliction right now in Jesus' name. Say to your other neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, get up out of your affliction right now in Jesus' name. Put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder and say, neighbor, oh neighbor, get up out of your affliction.
affliction right now in Jesus' name. Because Jesus got up. Oh, you can get up. I said, because Jesus got up, you can get up tonight. Say to the preachers, preachers, all preachers, get up. Say it again, preachers, all preachers, get up in Jesus' name. Say it again to the preacher man, preacher. Oh, preacher, get up in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here. Up in here, up in here. Afflicted, but not crushed. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. Before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their lives, get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing for now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listen throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China. We're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family. Because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. 
Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. it. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build, a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.